I let it all out physically. And when I couldn't hit the bag anymore and I just fell down in a puddle of sweat and started kind of at the time, even like crying, like what's going on here. And then I heard this beautiful voice say, you'll always work for yourself. And then one day you'll work for me. Mm-hmm. And to me, that was God intuitively. And when I heard that, you'll always work for yourself. That's when I was like, I'm going to be, I have to work for myself because I grew up in a house where my parents were corporate executives and lost everything overnight. And I saw the stresses it put on them. And so it was like, that was ingrained with me. I'll always work for myself. Are you ready to decide it's your turn to live your most purposeful, profitable, passionate life? I'm Christina LeCure, former professional golfer turned confidence and success coach. I truly believe every one of us was put here for a God-given purpose, and it is our responsibility to live that fully. For well over a decade now, I've been turning my life as well as countless others around from feeling unworthy, incompetent, and without a purpose to living a life I cannot wait to wake up for even on days when shit hits the fan. And it all started with a decision. Yeah, you heard that right. I said God and shit in the same sentence. So clearly this won't be your typical podcast, but what I can assure you is that each week myself and my guests are going to enlighten you, fire you up and having you walk away with stories and strategies to not only boost your confidence, but give you hope that at any moment in time, you have the power to decide it's your turn. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the Decide It's Your Turn podcast. Today, my guest is Chris Forte. He is the co-founder of Y Bars and the author of The Humble Warrior. Today, we talk about how everything can change in a moment. And I want you to do me a favor. I want you to share this podcast with one of the men in your life. Chris gets very vulnerable and he talks about being a spiritual entrepreneur. And he also talks about why listening to his heart has caused him to have some massive success in his life. Yeah, like I said, I'm super excited to have Chris Forte on the podcast today. He is the co-founder of Y Bars, but you know, one of the reasons why I had Chris on the podcast is his background is pretty freaking interesting, to be honest with you. And I was overlooking his bio and the Y Bar webpage and all the things. And you know, your life, Chris, everything can kind of change in a moment. And I'm excited that you're here. Well, grateful to be here, Christina. Just grateful. Thank you. Oh my gosh, you're so welcome. So I want to take everyone back. Obviously, we can introduce you. I'd love for you to introduce yourself, who you are. But then I'd love to kind of start like back in the day at 15. You know, one of the questions that I ask people on on, uh, the intake form for the podcast is, what are some of uh, the biggest decisions that you've ever made? And you kind of left me with like cliffhanger. You bet telling me the decision I made at 15. So we're going to probably start there. But for uh, everyone listening, please go ahead and introduce yourself, Chris. Well, hello. My name is uh, Chris Forte. As Christina mentioned, I am co-founder of Y Bars. I'm also the author of a book called The Humble Warrior, Spiritual Tools for Living a Purposeful Life. Um, and I've built my life around what I call spiritual fitness and as a daily practice, which incorporates a lot of the yoga, ancient yoga principles today, and, but able to do that in regular life. So I'm a single dad. I have three daughters, uh, two in college and one graduate in high school. And really kind of simplify, that's my world. And just, you know, we have a mantra, I bars, where we say we take it one bar at a time. And that's kind of like the life mantra, take it one breath, one day at a time. So that has served well. 
and we are all connected. And again, just grateful to share my experiences with you, Christina, and your and your platform. Awesome. Well, yeah, no, I'm super, I'm super stoked because, you know, as a coach for a lot of one-on-one clients, I have some male clients as well. You know, one of the things that I think guys probably struggle with a little bit more than women do is just kind of be really in tune with who they are and themselves and the spiritual part of themselves, you know, the masculine feminine energy. And it seems like you've kind of got a lot of that going on. Where did that all start, Chris? Yeah. You know, it kind of just, um, well, you know, I think it started from, I call it the spiritual path. One of the ways I introduced myself to is a spiritual entrepreneur, because this whole thing is really an adventure. But I started to question everything really at the age of 29. I was a um, successful co-owner in a business and was making a lot of money and was married and had an 18 month year old and everything that I thought I didn't have, which were those things I strive to have. And I then remember just looking like this sense of emptiness, like, wow, I have all these things, you know, why aren't I happy? And I think at that moment, um, that was the first inkling that I had to look within and that, you know, that, and that by looking within, I didn't have the words, but it's it's spirituality. Um, And so as I was going through this, my wife at the time and I were going through couples therapy which eventually led to me going to my own therapist. And she just kind of smiled as I tell you the same story. And she handed me a book called The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho. And that was back in 1999 when no one heard about about, about that book or, you know, Paulo Coelho, but it really opened me up and big time. And I think that was a defining moment for me. Um, Not only his book, but also other big books that have been instrumental, which are The Four Agreements, and just book after book after book of spirituality and personal development. So for as far as a spirituality perspective, I, that was like the defining moment right around that time. I love that. You know, it's so interesting. I feel like we all, and how old did you say you were? 29? 29. Yeah. It's so interesting. I have two demographics in my business. And for myself personally, I had my kind of breakdown to breakthrough. I always say like that 27 to 28, yeah. literally half of my clients are that 26 to 30. And then the other half are roughly about that 52 to 58 range, because every single person that comes to work with me, as you probably understand, like the breakdown to breakthrough type of situation, that's what I called it at least. It, It happens in those two demographics of life. It's almost like when we're 27, 28, everything that we thought we were quote unquote told to do. We shit on ourselves. So like my background is the golf. Like when I become an LPGA tour player, when I become, when I've got all the money, when I, you know, got the modeling contracts, the television contracts, when you do this, you will be happy. And then the second half of the demographic is like when oftentimes a lot of women, you know, their kids leave the house and they lose who they are because everything was supposed to be one way. And you have hit the nail on the head for literally 75% of the people that I work with, because it is so interesting. We all have those moments in life where it's like, oh my God, every, like I had just like yourself, you had, you probably had way more success than I did financially, but you know, I had the financial success. I had the notoriety. I had all the things. And I was probably one of the least happiest people that you've ever met, but externally, my life looked fucking amazing. Internally, (laughs) not so much. A hundred percent. And to add to something to like that, because I almost fall in that demographic. I'm, I'm 51. 
Yeah. Uh, but also on the flip side with a lot of men, we have been grown to be, you know, we define success as being the provider. So I, I got the house, I got the kids through college and all of us, you know, I've had the job for 20, 30 years. And all of a sudden it's like, they're looking around like, wow, I did all these things. But again, that sense of emptiness yeah. or, or not fulfilled. Yeah. 110%. And I love the fact that you say that you have to go within, right? Because if like one of the reasons why my social media handle is be Christina is I had to learn how to be me yes. without everything. You know, it was, it was once golf Christina because I tied my, all of my worth to what I did, right. like my occupation and guys, Oh my gosh, I probably have like six or seven one-on-one guy clients right now. And that is a, that is the biggest thing for guys, financial yes. and title. Like yep. that is the nail on the head for guys, because, you know, you think you're making all this money. You think you get like the executive or the CEO or the, you know, whatever it is position and you will be happy in that. And so many guys are thinking like that next million, when I get this, when I get that. And that is, as you and I both realize, that is sadly not the case. That's not the case. And I love B Christina because that's exactly what we all want is, is, is that B of who we truly are, that authentic self which is what we were born into the world to be. And it's all this exterior stuff that takes us away from that. So how can we get back to that? Yes. Uh, but I can give you that Cliff Note 15-year-old version. because I that- would love that because I want to know how yeah. uh, you yeah. know a, a strong, successful, good-looking guy kind of got yeah. to this point at 29. I think it's, it's wonderful. But I, I'd love to know kind of what, and I'd like the listeners to hear too, like, what did the journey look like? What were the stories yeah. that you were told? What was like your upbringing like? So we can kind of paint a picture of what that looked like. That's perfect. So um, I grew up, my parents were from uh, Queens, uh, Queens, New York and Brooklyn, New York. And when I was a youngster, we moved uh, to a town in Stamford, Connecticut. And I, I was, a, I was a two years old and very young. They both had corporate jobs. So um, and this was back, um, you know, I was born in 70, so not too much in the seventies, but in the early eighties, I saw they were both corporate executives and we just, they just upgrade to a bigger house, like what was called keeping up with the Joneses and they were doing, you know, they were just keeping up with the Joneses, I call it. And they, and I had a younger brother and a younger sister. And I know they were doing the best that they can that they could, but, um, it eventually caused very, very, a lot of stress. And what happened was this was the you know, things weren't working out. They, and in the eighties, I guess, uh, inflation, interest rates were high. It was just a messy time. And really within a week, a week of us moving into our brand, I guess this bigger brand new house, they both lost their jobs. And I'll never forget coming home one day after high school, I think it was after football practice. And they were just, you just saw the, the fear and the panic and just like, trying to hold it all together and intuitively as children too you know you could pick up on energy so this wasn't just one day this was just weeks and months building up to this what i call moment and so one of the ways for me to get away is in our basement i had all my weights and i had a boxing bag and i just hit that bag is like i let it all out physically and where i couldn't hit the bag anymore and i just fell down in a puddle of sweat and started kind of at the time, even like crying, like what's going on here? And then I heard this beautiful voice say, you'll always work for yourself. And then one day you'll work for me. Mm -hmm. And to me, that was God intuitively. 
And when I heard that you'll always work for yourself, that's when I was like, I'm going to be, I have to work for myself because I grew up in a house where my parents were corporate executives and lost everything overnight. And I saw the stresses that put on them. And so it was like, that was ingrained with me. I'll always work for myself, but I followed the plan. And you know, I went, finished high school. I went to a four-year college. I played baseball in college, but I always knew I'd be working for myself. And then my first job out of college was a sales job for a telecom company. And then three years later, that's where I started my own telecom company with two other guys at the company. So that's kind of how that story evolved of me being an entrepreneur and starting my own business. So I only worked for one company and that was from when I was 21 to 24. I've had my own businesses ever since. And there's been a, there's been a lot of roller coasters with that. But process, I continue to find more of who I am and to continue to work on myself. Um, that's how that piece got all started. And so when I was at 29, the stuff I didn't have in my life, a secure household, my parents, well, by the way, my parents went through a divorce at that time. I mean, so all I thought then success was what I didn't have growing up, which was financial security, a wife, a child that I would bring in differently, you know? So that is kind of, and then when I was 29, I'm like, all right, I did all this. Why am I not? happy. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. Yeah. 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 It's so true. And there's so many people that can put themselves in this story right now. You know, something that you said when you were down there on that boxing in the uh, downstairs in the basement crying and you heard that voice of like, I will never kind of, you will never, what did you say? You will never work for, well, you'll, you'll never, you'll never work, work for anyone. You'll never else. work for anyone else. Okay. And, and one day you'll work for me. I love that. I love the, I love the second part about God because yeah. you and I both know, like we're definitely people of faith here and, and Christianity yeah. is our thing. However, it, it's so interesting because so many people ha tell them that's themselves a certain story the same way. Like so many, my clients, myself is like, you witness something and you say, I will never do that. And I believe life is a pendulum, right? So like you either witness your parents do something over here on this side of the pendulum and you're like, screw this. And you go right. automatically to the other side of the pendulum. And that's actually not the best thing ever, right? It's like, right. my parents did this. I will never do that. And I'm going to do the exact opposite. I think like, you know, the truth is somewhere in the middle, right? Like what is actually, you're supposed to have it somewhere in the middle, but I know I did very similar, same things, you know, like my parents, you know, had financial struggles. So I was like, I will never fucking do that. Right. And so like, like that's where I went all in on the other side of the pendulum. Like I will take care of myself. I'll never rely on someone else. Well, guess what? My husband and I have been together for like 19 years, but a lot of the time in our marriage counseling earlier on, it was like, I did not want him to take care of me because I saw that as a sign of weakness. So do you think that like you going all in on taking care of yourself and not relying on corporate, did that obviously have some detriment to it as well? You know, I, I think, I think it's just part of the story, you know? Um, and to that point is, you know, since that time, you know, I had some struggles in my life, my entrepreneurial journey where, um, I didn't have my own businesses and I had to do what I had to do. So I did go back to the corporate world. And in, in a way, when I went back to the corporate world, um, I was a different person. And so I had a whole different, um, appreciation. So the corporate world in a way took care of me, even though it was temporary, but I was coming from a new place, maybe a little bit more humbled, a little bit more 
of gratefulness that I could at least, you know, that someone's, I'm getting a paycheck, a steady paycheck, which is different every two weeks, which I was never accustomed to. So um, I just think it's been all part of the path purpose. And sometimes when you're in the thick of it, it doesn't make sense. But going back and working for a few companies along the way, it now totally makes sense to me. Yes. I love it. You know, we can't see it when we're in it. Right. And sometimes right. it feels so heavy when you're in it, but then you look back and you're like, Oh, everything worked out for me. My husband and I have like a slogan. We're like, Oh, everything works out for us. Even it's, when it's like the craziest shit on the planet, you don't understand any of it. We're like, no, it's all good. It all works out for us. And that is so true. And that is like such a, that's such wisdom, you know, to but but it's hard to embody that, you know, when a lot of times the thicket of things, but if you're if you're a kind and loving person and you, you're a person of faith and you just do the right thing, when those times hit that don't make sense or why isn't that things going my way, they actually are. Yes. They actually are. Yes. Know? Keeping yeah. the integrity through it is is yeah. definitely the number one thing. But then also know kind of like go back to the faith part, right? Like you have to trust. You have to trust. like go all in on the on the faith part. So everything changed in a moment when your parents lost everything. And then everything changed in a moment when you decided that you were going to get in this business with these partners. And then what happened after that? Yeah. And that was a, what I call a great run, you know, um, we started that in the uh, mid nineties and then we sold that, uh, company in 2008. And that was also an interesting time because, that was the housing uh, crisis, wasn't it? Right. Yeah. And that business was in Chicago and I had moved to Michigan around 2006. And so a lot of that time between the, the late 90s and 2006, as I was still had this telecom company, I was buying a lot of real estate <laughs> <laughs> in the state of Michigan. So people, unless you're in the state of Michigan, it was a double whammy because it wasn't also the housing crisis, but it was the auto crisis. Wow. So I had a real estate portfolio that basically was worth, you know, 50% overnight. So um, in 2008, when that transaction happened, which great was everything was purposeful, you know, a lot of wealth was, I was, I'll use these words, it was going down here, but I had this coming here. So it was, I was able to weather the storm, but it was a storm that had to be weathered between 2008 and 2014 with multiple businesses in there, a year and a half a pop that never got off the ground. And those went south. And that eventually took toll on my current marriage, which ultimately led because to, to, to a divorce. And it wasn't, it was, there was part financial, but there was also part, at least for me spiritually, because of everything, at least on my path, I knew everything would be okay. But our partner and I did not see eye to eyes. And so therefore we went our own ways. And okay. So where did that big part of the spiritual come in? So like right at the punching bag or where did this really happen? Cause I think I, people, I, I, oh, go ahead. You know, I, I think it comes over time. It doesn't happen like, Ooh, you get struck by light and all of a sudden, man, I'm some spiritual guy. I got it. I got all the answers. It was over time. It was because of the, I'll say the experiences I had with 15 and grow up in a household like that having my own business at 29, kind of going through the ups and downs of having a business too. It's like, oh, you sold a company. It doesn't work like that. I mean, you kind of had those ups and downs. Um, But when I, from really from 29 to, I'd say um, 40, 
you know, I've been doing a lot of work on myself, interior reading and, and running and stay, you know, and just staying healthy and, and questioning and asking the questions of like, why am I here? What's my purpose over and over, and over and continue to try and learn from mistakes after mistake, after mistake, after mistake. And if you don't learn the first or second time, the mistake just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and more painful. And so I think a lot of that when kind of like, I would say my, it seemed like on the, ex, the exterior of the world was crushing in, but it was almost like universally that had to happen so I can continue to do the greater work. And so I think what happened was when I was going through an ultimate, you know, the divorce was imminent in my, in my marriage of uh, 20, some 20 years and of another business not working at the same time, I had to really take a step back and really kind of look within and be like, I, I need it. This is, if there's ever a time I could take a temporary time out right now. And that's where I really leaned on my yoga practice. That's when I went to a corporate job just for some security and stability, which I was grateful for. And I really took that time between 2014 to 2017 to heal a lot of wounds. And part of that healing those wounds was, was writing the book, The Humble Warrior. Mm, I love it. Hey, y'all, it's Christina. I just wanted to jump in here real quick. On a recent podcast, I mentioned that I have been on over 100 free discovery calls over the last year, and I want to do the exact same thing in 2022. People often wonder, well, what do I get out of these calls? Men and women from around the world who are jumping on these calls are walking away from the calls with more clarity, figuring out the mindset block that's stopping them from feeling really confident to make more money, feel fulfilled, and know what next step they have to take in order to decide it's their turn. So if you've ever thought about jumping on one of these calls, I would absolutely love to talk to you. So feel free to send me a text at 501 501- 222-3362. Text me the word call and we can book one of those calls or head over to the show notes and you've got a link to my website where you can book a free discovery call with me. How did you step into yoga? How did that come about? Because I know that there's a lot of guys that would probably be like, how in the world did that come about? Yep. So, well, then I think a lot of guys and, and, and anybody could appreciate this story is the first time I went into a yoga studio, I was like, what is going on? Did you go for a girl? Yeah. Well, yeah, well, it's actually, (laughs) well, I was going with my wife at the time. He went with another couple and it was a Friday, like date Friday night thing. They're like, Oh, let's go to yoga. Try this yoga set. This is back in 2000. I don't know, maybe 2008, 2009, but people are doing all these moves. And I'm like, this isn't for me. And left. Well, after my, um, when I was going through some tough times, not necessarily divorced, but knew was heading down that path. Um, I was running one day and I couldn't run anymore. And again, someone, I went and saw a doctor. He said, you have planters. And I was like, no, 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 no. This is someone who's getting my attention. And I just knew it intuitively. It was time to explore yoga. And and that's what I did. And it just felt so soothing and healing. And I was in a different place. And I wasn't really doing it for the physicality, even though at first it was just more of, I just needed a place to kind of, I don't know if the word is decompress or gather thoughts or just feel safe in sacred space. And that's what it did. And it just really worked. You know, it, in yoga, they say, you know, it's all about the breath, taking one breath at a time, which is so true. 
and that's all I was doing. But um, I think where I was with my journey, it was just, I'm going to say escalating. I just felt really attuned with it. And I think it was with everything that was going in my life. And, um, and then in 2014, uh, as I mentioned, I got divorced later that year on Christmas morning. It was the first morning I, I wasn't with the family. Mm. And it was like, hmm, no, this is this is this is tough, but I'm gonna go to yoga. And I felt I'm gonna go at least go to a yoga class. There was a yoga class that I went to. And um the, the instructor, the instructor said, you know, start off in the humble warrior position. So I was in the humble warrior position on my first right side. And man, it was like it was like the basement, right? It's like I was just crying. I mean, I let I let out a sob and it was like. It was everything. It was like the death of the marriage is like, how did this all happen? Again, it was like come to crushing. And I was just, I was, I was sad. And then you go through your yoga flow and then you come on the other side. And now you go in the humble warrior. And again, I felt the rush of love. And this is God and comfort, almost like a blanket coming over me and being held. And then I heard that beautiful voice that said, oh, one day, you know, one day it'll work for me. And heard the same voice said, you now have the name of your book, The Humble Warrior. Go write it for you, heal and shine your light in the world. And so then that inspired me right after that class. I started writing that book and it didn't. And that didn't happen overnight, too. And that was a three year process. But the experience of that three year process between 2014, 2017, it was in a way to do a lot of healing. Again, more growth, more going deep, um, lie, you know, and relying on yoga and, and everything in between. But, that's, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say that's so freaking cool. And I think it's really important. You know, I, I majority, I probably have 75% women on this podcast and 25% guys. And I, I'll tell you, a lot of my guys on this podcast, the fact that they're open with their vulnerability has probably skyrocketed a lot of the ratings on the guy podcast because not very many guys can do this. But I'm telling you, the guys that can literally like yourself, it's it, you've, you've, you're showing other men and women as well that it's possible to be open and be vulnerable and know that there's something so much greater than yourself because clearly you and I both know you're not doing this for you know yourself anymore it's no. a much greater purpose yeah and th and, that, and that's kind of like maybe the new arena we're in or what have you is is vulnerability really equals strength and we have not been taught that you know and and it is sharing and sharing is healing and sharing is you know that is growth and so to that point is I took three years. I finally published this book in June, 2017. And I was like, I don't know, you know, where I'm going with this. And I was going to a few Hay House uh, workshops because I dig, I dig that. So, you know, um, so I met some cool people, but, uh, and I met Cheryl Richardson and Cheryl Richardson, I, you know, shared my whole story with her and she goes, Chris, you need to stay in the business world. Have you read a book, The Surrender Experiment by Michael Singer? And Michael Singer, I don't know if you've heard of him. He's much more uh, recognized for the untethered soul. Yes. But so I did not know this about Michael Singer. Well, Michael Singer um, was a yogi and built a billion dollar company in a medical billing software, surrendering and trusting and relying on his yoga practice and being him. And 
it really just obviously opened me up. And that's part of the path you just know. So one thing I know, you should read a book. I read it because I know there's information. <laughs> I know there's information. So I say, all right, I'm just going to do this surrender experiment. And Christina, this was the first time I said, okay, let the business come to me. Mm-hmm. You don't always have to be the creator. And so my book gets published. Three months later, I'm in a smoothie place right across from my yoga studio. I go to one class I never go to because it's a blizzard and because they're going to shut the studio down. And I go get my smoothie and no one's in the place. And here comes this young guy slipping on ice with a box of bars. And that is Chef Jay. And Chef Jay brought the bars into this place. Uh, They were in clear packaging and there was nothing, you know, it was just there was just nothing there. It was just these clean bars. And I knew the owner. He goes, Chris, you have to taste this bar. And I said, okay. And I, I, the chef had one and I tasted and I was like, oh my gosh, this is the best thing I ever had. What are the ingredients? And he shared the ingredients. Now here's where this gets all kind of crazy. Okay. I'm a bar person. I had my first bar in 1990 in my baseball dugout at university of Dayton. I was a big cliff bar guy. And I had that cliff bar all the way up to around 2012, 2013, until I took up my yoga practice and then took it to a new level being a registered yoga teacher. And then part of that training is you start basically dissect all the foods you're putting in your body. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't put another bar in my body, nor can I find another one on the market. So there was a hole in my life where I didn't have a bar for three years. So here comes the chef. I bite the bar. I'm like a divine light goes through my crown chakra. I'm like, and I heard that voice and then there was something like so subtle, like looks like you found something to do. I'm so, this is the best thing ever. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. And so the chef and I were walking in a blizzard. I live right around the place. I give him my book, The Humble Warrior. He wrote a book uh, called something with Chia. And so we exchange book and 24 hours later, I rush out. I sit down with the chef and his fiance. I say, chef, what do you want to do with this? And he, he goes, he looks at me innocently and goes, I'd love to be his cliff bar. I, li- I love to be his biggest cliff bar someday. And I said, well, those are some aspirations, but I would tell you this is the best thing I've ever had and I can help you get there. And we basically shook hands and said, why not? And that's one of the many, many reasons behind why in the why bars. Oh my gosh. What a, like a divine <laughs> moment, but you know what? That instant for, and I know that people need to hear this, but that instant would have never have happened without every single thing that has happened before it. And right. right? And every entrepreneur, I love the fact that you called yourself a spiritual entrepreneur and everything can change in a moment, but everyone thinks that like, you know, they want something so bad. They want something so bad, but they haven't done the work before it. Right. Like right. I have said a thousand times, I, I like, I love my business. I love what I get to do, but had it happened so many years before it would have never been what it is today because I just wasn't ready for it. And so you had to do all the work. You had to kind of get down on your knees before, yeah. and you had to listen. You had to listen to what God was telling you. You had to wait until that moment happened. And then in a blizzard, you meet a guy that has the perfect concoction, the perfect ingredients that work with your lifestyle to create what is now Y bars. Yeah, absolutely. And that's how God works. And that's, it's kind of like, I have a, a, one of my favorite quotes is, is from Seneca. It's, um, what is, oh, it's, it's about luck. Luck is when, you know, 
Opportunity uh, meets preparation. You got it. When opportunity meets <laughs> preparation, that's all it is. And so it was all this stuff prepared. And so my love for sports and love for being a bar eater, you know, to get validation before we even brought that bar to the market, I'm in the Detroit area. Um, because of my yoga practice, right? And now I'm well connected to a lot of dietitians, nutritionists, or professional athletes, and all this stuff. See, all this stuff starts to make sense. So I take it to the Detroit Tigers and Detroit Red Wings. And they both came back three weeks later and said, when can we place our first order? So those teams, and they're still clients of ours today, um, but that gave me the validation that the bar is that good. Yeah. And so, so what market know. are you guys in now? You're, I know that you have a ton of athletes you work with. What is yeah. the, like, where are you at? Where can people find it? But like, what is yeah. the, the ultimate goal for the bar? Like, is it still to become a cliff bar? Or how do you guys associate yourself? How do you dis, like, disassociate yourself from the rest of the crew? Well, I think that that's so great is that number one is so I think we've taken, I mean, we've all, we've only been in this for four years, but it seems like a lot longer. So like anything, it takes time. So it's still going to take time getting the word out. And I'm so grateful for places like this and this platform to share our story. But um, yeah, we started with athletes, but we know to connect with more to mainstream is how are we different from, from everybody else. And I think one is, is the ingredients and really what the purpose of the bar is. And that's the, and that goes really into the subconscious of the reason why, like, why do bars even exist? And why do I grab one? What does that bar, what's that bar going to do for me? And so we kind of broke it down that we know what this Y bar does is number one, it tastes good. It's got clean ingredients, but really the main purpose of the bar is to curb your appetite for at least three hours and give you three hours of fuel and three hours of energy. And that's different to each one of us. For some of that, that could be um, a morning snack. I have the, you know, I have the bar for breakfast, you know, with my smoothie. Some of this, that could be a pre-post workout, an afternoon snack to get us to dinner. But that is the one thing I, we pride ourselves on is we tell you what the bar is going to, can do for you. And nobody else is doing that and being very true. And then also being from a spiritual, on this platform, we share it. You know, we have seven bars and those represent the seven main chakras that are the energy fields uh, that are in our body and food is energy and food is fuel. So it's like we, it's eat, you eat with a purpose. And so we feel like we are maybe with this new generation of, of people that are evolving and want to be more healthy. I think that those other bar companies, they're nowhere near and nor can they ever catch up, you know? And so I think that's kind of where we're different. We also make our own bar. And when we make our bar, we play healing, like loving music. So it's got high vibrational. So there's all, there's love that goes into that product. It's just not like a burn and churn. And so I think as we grow, we're aligning, not only the athletes, we don't go out and say, athlete, can you represent us? The athletes are coming to us. The right stores are coming to us. And just like yourself, if you look, if we use Christina's example has come to us and it's understanding that, that. Also, I also like to say we're a spiritual company. That's different. We're just I love that. And I think that that will be one of the things that like, obviously, you know, I'm sure already now, but that sets you apart huge. Like, you know, people often on my podcast, even actually, or not just on my podcast, on my social media platform, it's actually super interesting. Like a couple of weeks ago, someone sent me a message and I don't really know the person, but she's been following me a while. And she said, I I'm just like, taken back by the fact that you are so authentically yourself. You share your faith, you share your, you know, a lot of my 
you know, sometimes political views. I share my vulnerability, like saying I'm not perfect and I have a bunch of stories and I'm healing on this journey. I share my, my relationship. I share a lot of things, but you know, I think that that, and someone said, I find that's brave. And I said, I just like, my mind is boggled when people aren't authentically themselves. And I love the fact that you are sharing about the fact that you are a spiritually based company because people will, people put their money where they care. And the fact that you guys are a spiritually based company, people want to be, people want to support that. Yeah. And to your point, it's like, we're not going to be the bar for everybody, but we also have a, have a belief that the right people are there. Some just haven't had it yet. Some, it is part of their, you know, part of their nutritional diet. So they're out there and we just have to continue to do what we have to do. And I have to share the, the, the time, the timing couldn't be, of course, divine timing couldn't be more perfect to share a story with you, which actually happened yesterday and you being a golfer. Oh, no way. And I, I say, I, are you from Texas? Are you? No, I, no, I love the fact because I, I know the reason why Chris is saying this because there's a huge Dallas Cowboys uh, sign behind me. So yeah. I'm originally from Canada. I live oh. in Arkansas, but okay. my husband, like when we first got together, he was the biggest Dallas Cowboys fan. His actually, his ex sister in law was uh, Jerry Jones's niece. So oh, I'm wow. a huge Dallas Cowboys fan. So that's the reason why it's behind us. But yes, tell us the Texas story. Okay. <laughs> well, oh, I'll tell you. Um, Yesterday, um, I don't know, uh, there was the AT&T. Yeah, uh, the Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Tom Hoagie won that. I know, which is so crazy. Tom Hoagie has had the apple bar in his bag since 2019. Wow. And Tom and I, over this time, talk about how we're different. Um, Tom and I are friends. I am friends with Tom's wife. Every uh, We just had dinner when he was here for the Rocket Mortgage Classic in Detroit. I'm sitting with him and his caddy and we're just talking and sharing about our experiences life. I go, Tom, your time's coming. It's mm-hmm. coming. And he won yesterday for the Is first that time. so crazy? And that's part of the event. And just to know him, and I think he's been like doing this for 10 years, been like 200 tournaments, but that is kind of like, that is, that's like a gift for me. You know, that's just, just pure joy of just someone you're getting to know through this, what I call spiritual adventure. I love it. And I, his wife, I mean, their now their life has changed. They're, it's a whole different perspective. Everything changed in that everything, moment. Everything. everything changes. But Kelly responded, his wife with the text saying, Chris, we love you. You're still part of our team. It's the only thing I'll eat on the course, you know? And I mean, I think that just sums it up in a way of this whole podcast is like, who could have predicted that? <laughs> yeah, that a golfer, like a golfer, your sponsored uh, sponsored tour player, Tom, right. won yesterday. I, you reached out to me because I'm a former right. golfer. You, right. Your bars were at our events, which are still right. at our events, any of right. our retreats and decided to return events and all the things. Um, and they are so damn good. I love the chocolate. What is it? Chocolate peanut butter? The chocolate peanut, yeah. Chocolate yeah. peanut. Dang, that was legit. And you know what? I love them because they, they, do, they are set apart because I like you guys. Is your main ingredient chia seeds? Is that kind of that, that, that's the main attribute, you know? Yeah, that, that, that's what does the trick. And uh, you know, the, the chef was inspired, and it's a great book, Born to Run. But it uh, make a long story short, um, it's about this ultra marathon that goes goes 
uh, in this country and it's the Terramunda tribe and they, um, they, all they eat is chia seeds. <laughs> they, they keep them in there like sand and they wear barefoot and they beat all these great American runners every year. And it's that nutrition, it's that chia seed, which that's what calls us the superfood snack bar, which is a, 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 also an antioxidant. So that is feeling good what you're putting in your body. That's awesome. Have you like, are you like the biggest health kick guy ever? You know, I, again, it's been, that's been a, a relationship because as you go with this spiritual path, when you see, that's the other thing. We always think body, mind, and you hear body, mind, spirit. We relate to the physical. That's the exterior. Well, through some teachers, I learned if we were taught to go within first, the spiritual. And my point is why I'm saying that is that got me to be so healthy by working on my inside here with my mind automatically. I want to put clean stuff in my body. And I just, I truly view food as fuel. I, before I put something in my mouth, I, I ask, does this even serve me? And by the way, it's so great because then you could have a piece of pizza or a cake and feel zero guilt because you know how your body will respond. And it's not so much your body, but it's your, your mental, emotional, spiritual makeup. Your body is so smart and you just have to tie that all together, tie it all together. I love it because I, I do believe that you said, because once you find your purpose in life, once you find the thing that it just lights you up from the inside, you want to show up better, like mind, body, spirit, all the things. Cause you want to treat yourself well. You like, it's just like everything. Like if you hate to work out, we'll go work out in the morning a few times in a row. All of a sudden you're like, Oh, I feel better. I want to like eat better. I want to treat people better. I want to, you know, right. it's like a hundred percent what you're saying. It's all in alignment. Uh, I love it. So where can everyone find the bars? Where do they follow you? Where does all of this happen? Where can they get the book? I want to know. And we're going to okay. obviously put it in the show notes, but please do tell us. Awesome. Awesome. Um, well, uh, as far as why bars, why bars.com is our website and our Instagram handle is, is simple at why bars. And, um, my personal Instagram is I am dot Chris Forte. And, uh, I'm also a big person on LinkedIn. So my name is Chris Forte and that, and the book you can find on Amazon. It's the humble warrior spiritual tools for living a purposeful life. Oh, well, thank you so much for being here. I totally appreciate it. Uh, I always ask a final question and it is this, if there was one decision you were ever hesitant to make, once you made it, did it work out better? And if not, what was the lesson that you learned? I think the first thing it it takes, it takes, we all have it. It just, it's understanding is follow your heart, follow your heart, that intuitive feeling. And I think, I think the things particularly that maybe like, not following my heart and letting the mind take over sometimes. So really is that's where I've gotten trapped and nothing specifically. It's like over and over, over. And I think that's the thing is you start chipping away. There's no big thing. It's it's really like the little things, you know, the big things kind of just wake us up, but it's, 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 it's catching yourself. It's just catching yourself constantly. Like this is not in alignment. This is not in alignment. So I hope that answers the question. No, that's that's perfect because I always say that um, I, I attribute confidence to listening to that small, still voice within inside yourself. Yeah. So I think that me. that's what you're saying with your heart is the heart is that small, still voice within inside of us. You know, and my quote is in my book, it's in the heart where God speaks. Yes. Yes. Well, let's leave it at that. Thank you, Chris. Awesome. Grateful. 
Thank you all so much for joining me on today's episode of the Decide It's Your Turn podcast. If today's episode resonated with you at all, please share it with a friend. Also, head on over to iTunes. Leave us a five-star review and a comment. What is it that you want us to talk about that will help you realize that at any moment and any day, you too can decide it's your turn. I'm Christina LeCure. I'll see you next time.